This week on the Perceptive Photographer Podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about the three things we all wish we knew in photography. And if you listen to the podcast for very long, you know that's probably different for each and every one of us. But anyway, we'll dive into that here shortly. I am your host, Daniel Gregory. This is episode 454 of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast, which comes out every Monday. So if you are a subscriber, I appreciate you listening. If you're new to the podcast, Click on that subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, and you will go ahead and get a notification about it being available every Monday. I have also just about completed a request several people have given me, which is they would love to be emailed when there is a new podcast available. That system had been up and running, and it sort of runs now, but I think I have figured out a new way to do that. I'm in the final stages of testing that, so next week, I will hopefully be able to announce that there'll be a way to get those latest episodes, plus the past few episodes in your inbox each week. So stay tuned for that. Really do appreciate you following along that way if that's your chosen method for catching up with the podcast. This week, I wanted to talk a little bit about sort of decisions for things to learn. And one of the things that I think is always sort of interesting is a lot of us as photographers and as creative people and as people who have an interesting desire to learn more about the world, we're always just sort of in a constant state of learning. And it may not be related to photography. We may be learning woodworking. We may be learning skills for our job. We may be learning about how to be a better parent or whatever we're learning, but we're always in a kind of a constant state of hopefully acquiring more knowledge to turn into wisdom so that we are in fact better at what we do in life. As we sort of work through that process, I was thinking about sort of goal setting for 2024. I was thinking about, is there a set of concrete goals I could come up with for 2024 that would really allow me to take a significant step forward in my work. And of course, I'm looking at the things I don't know. I'm in the three buckets, you know, the things I know, the things I don't know, and the things I don't know, I don't know. Actually, I guess those are the things I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, in those kind of three buckets, we usually fall back on sort of identifying the things we don't know. And we try to improve on those things. And I've talked about that in this podcast before, that I think sometimes improving on the things we're already good at is more valuable. There's more bang for the buck creatively by just getting better at the things we already do well than trying to sort of lift up the thing we're not very good at. And so as we sort of create these lists, it's sort of interesting to see how do we go about deciding what are the areas that we need to improve upon. Now, sometimes, like I say, there's a deficiency of a skill or something like that, and it makes it more of a challenge, and we definitely need to acquire a certain skill that way. But one of the things I realized when I was thinking about my list for the year, which I haven't finished yet, and I'll talk about probably as we get closer to the new year, sort of goal-setting and things to consider for 2024. But as I was thinking through this process or the workflow to get to that set of goals, I was thinking about the idea of threes and good things happen in threes or bad things happens in threes. We talk about three a lot just in pop culture around the value of the number three. So I was thinking, what are those kind of three elements I would want to learn? And what I realized was there were sort of these buckets that things lived in and I could trap myself in one of these buckets. And that's sort of the gist of what I wanted to talk about today is if I ask all three, all three of you who listen, all of everybody who's listening to the podcast to identify what are the three things you wish you knew better in your photography? Or what are three things you wish you knew more about, again, related to your photography, related to your creativity? Odds are we would probably sort of end up in a bucket. We would end up in a gear bucket or a technique bucket or a Lightroom bucket. We sort of pigeonhole ourselves into thinking about a set of skills or a set of tangible things we want to learn 
but we're oftentimes really sort of narrow in scope, narrow in focus. And so one of the things I did this week was I spent some time thinking about, is there a way to come up with sort of not necessarily better, but more meaningful goals if we reshaped how we sort of came up with the list of the things that matter to us, the things that we want to focus on? And keeping with that sense of making things simple by keeping the list to three, is I realized, like, like I said, when I made my list, I came up with three sort of techniques I want to learn for processing photographs. But that was really actually not necessarily the most important thing for me to focus on or the right goals to set. Those are just little things that I know I have a limitation on my skill set in. I just want to improve it and get better at it. And I think that would make me a better photographer. But again, it's, I think it might make me a better photographer. I don't know if it will or not. And so one of the things I started to do was come up with these sort of higher level buckets and then identify what are the three key goals in sort of these buckets, these each one of these sort of buckets related to photography. Now, you could come up with your own set of buckets. I came up with, I think there's eight or nine buckets here. Like one of the first ones I came up with was technique. So there are certain techniques in Lightroom and Photoshop, on one, whatever software you use. There's some techniques I would like to improve upon. I would like to get better at selections inside of Lightroom. I would like to get better at editing for color. I would like to get better at dealing with compositing. Some technique concept that wants to be at the forefront of what I want to learn, but it's a technique piece. Then I had thoughts about there were sort of skills around gear and equipment that I wanted to learn. I wanted to get better with studio lighting, or I wanted to get better about using some of the features within my camera, whether it's pixel shifting or multi-exposure in camera or whatever I'm sort of thinking about, come up with sort of three goals around the notion of that gear. And as I sort of realized that that's a lot of times where my list started sort of stops. I come up with this technique gear bucket, you know, two buckets in there, sort of under the same umbrella. But I sort of pin myself into wanting to improve one of those areas. And I think that's because that sort of sits in the, I know I don't know these things, or I feel like there are weaknesses in my sort of tool belt, and I can strengthen those, and I get to be a better photographer. But I think there's some other sort of buckets that are equally important in the conversation of improving as a photographer. I think one of those is how do we deal with the subject of our photography? What is our phot photography about? It goes back to sort of voice and vision. What is the photograph about? Am I moving forward and getting clarity of purpose of subject? Sort of related to that, similar to that, is the notion of subject matter. The content within the photograph, the things that are within the frame, how well am I dealing with the subject matter itself? Am I connecting with the subject matter of the photograph in a meaningful way? Am I best representing the narrative, story, context, feeling, mood, emotion that I want in that photograph in a meaningful way? I think about also the notion of language of photography, how I talk about my photography, which we've talked a lot about on this podcast. If you're a longtime listener, you know that language is something that we touch in and out of all the time. But how is the language of my photography? How do I describe my work, whether it's by titling, captioning, 30-second elevator pitch? What am I saying about my work that's sort of in a meaningful way? History of photography and influences. We talked a little bit about influence in the last podcast, but Am I aware of my own influences? Am I aware of who I'm imitating? Am I aware of the history of photography in a, in a deeper sort of way? Which is ironic because when I looked down at my notes, I, th I thought that said the word hippo and I was like, I don't know how hippo relates to that. But anyway, 
When it comes to another subject, I think there's also the notion of sharing our work and how do we meaningfully share and engage in our photography, which again, sort of touches back into language, but also whether it's social media, whether it's presentation of prints, whether it's giving away our images, whether it's sharing them through video, whatever that experience is, but how do we go about that? And then sort of a final bucket, I sort of just loosely wrote down the word business of photography or the business concepts of photography, because as most of us know, this isn't cheap to be a photographer. And particularly if you're printing and you're using paper and ink, you've got equipment you're dealing with, you've got subscriptions to software packages, you've got all sorts of things. But that sort of notion of that hangs over a lot of our heads about the expense of being a photographer. And this is the expense of being anybody sort of in the arts, whether you're buying paints, whether you're making sculpture, whether you're playing music and learning music, whatever it is, there's always sort of an expense that's added on to this experience that sort of drives sometimes limitations of our experience. And for me, the insight here came from, there's things to learn across all of those buckets. And one of the things that I'm trying to push myself into and sort of push in this conversation for this podcast is that it's really easy for us to sit down and tick off what I would call the low-hanging fruit obvious choices there. I'd like to get better at the new masking tools in Lightroom because they're new. I haven't quite figured them out yet. I feel that people talk about how good they are. But is that really sort of one of the key three things to learn? Or is there something in one of these other buckets? If you sat down and came up with a list of what are three to five things you'd like to learn in each one of those buckets? So when it comes to like subject matter, like how to better pose people, how to better connect with people, how to get the person's story. If you're doing portraiture, what is the person's story that they want to have conveyed through that photograph? How does that conversation look? How does that dialogue happen? How do you make sure to then translate that into the image that you create? That that relationship, that dynamic tension between the person having the portrait made and the photographer is less dramatic and is more collaborative. If that's something that's of interest for you, you know, that's something to dive into. That's some an area to focus on, an area to dive into in the coming year. Again, in the history of photography, are there photographers who you don't even know about that haven't crossed your path yet, but yet somehow photograph sort of like you, and there's somehow an influence on you, even though you don't necessarily know their name. Maybe you've only seen one or two of their photographs, or maybe they influence somebody who you are heavily influenced by. But by going into the library, looking at the history of photography, looking at the history of these different photographers and the type of work they create, does that provide something more meaningful for you? And so when we come back to what are the three things to learn in photography for the coming year or the three things to learn for the coming month or the coming week, however we decide to sort of time, bind, time bound this, as we create that work, Within each one of those buckets, and like I said, there's probably more buckets than that. You probably could sit down and brainstorm a lot more buckets in your own practice and process. With just in those buckets that I gave you, what are the three things within each one of those buckets to come up with? And then recognizing that within there, there's probably not necessarily an attempt to try 24 different goals for the year, but to be able to come in and identify that, wow, out of that set, these three or these four become the ones that I think have the most value to me in pushing my process forward. Maybe it's around language. Maybe it's about, I need to learn how to effectively title my work. And so I'm going to spend time learning how to title work. And that might take you outside the realm of photography and take you into working with writers or other painters or sculptors or other artists that you've never talked to about how they actually title their work. 
And if you think about that experience alone, if language was important to you and you were going to go title your work and you struggled with that, but then you went and just took out for coffee 30 different artists, painters, sculptors, photographers, whatever, and talk to them about how they title their work. Now, of course, you're going to need to pick artists who actually title the work, but think about how powerful that is for you to have that conversation. When you struggle with the language of your work and how to describe your work, to talk to somebody else about the process they go through, how those ideas come about, how they make the decision to make this one untitled, but this one has a title. That can be huge, and not just how you title your work, but also how you approach your subject matter. It will also probably impact some of the way you think about gear choices when you're in the field. It might change the way you process photographs as you realize the title might change the way you think about how you process photographs. So making sure that we're sort of focused in on the right thing can make a big difference in how we approach our work. And so one of the things I think would be beneficial for you is to either come up with your own list or to use the category buckets I've given you in this podcast and go on ahead and identify three or four goals within there and then go back through that list and cherry pick out what you think is the best of those to help move you forward. Again, not all 24 becomes overwhelming and we, we end up going nowhere. But by going through and sort of getting out of the headspace of, I know what I know, I know what I don't know, and trying to push ourselves a little bit into that, I don't know what I don't know bucket, if we start to work with a little bit broader brainstorming, cast that net a little wider, we might be able to come up with one or two things that are in the I don't know bucket that could be huge in how we shift and approach our photography, the creation of our images, and the sharing of our images. So it's a wonderful exercise. Like I said, I'm using the same process to go through sort of my goal setting for 2024 and thinking about the things I want to accomplish with my photography, identifying the areas of strength that I want to improve upon. I think there's some really great opportunities for you to try to put this into practice and just sort of see what comes up. Doesn't take a huge amount of time other than sort of having to get over the hump of I can't think of anything to put in that bucket, which is just sort of our own negative self-talk. But once we get past that, you'll be surprised how many sort of things you can put into these buckets to then narrow down into a couple of key ones to help you really throw some gasoline on the fire to moving your photography forward. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. Remember to subscribe. And if you like the podcast, go ahead and give it a review up on whatever platform you're listening on, and that helps other people find the podcast. I hope you have a wonderfully creative week getting to do something amazing and exciting, fun, contemplative, quiet, whatever it needs to be to help move your creativity forward. Again, thanks for listening so much. Really do appreciate it. And I will see you next week here on the Perceptive Photographer Podcast for episode 455.